This episode of Experiences You Should Have is brought to you by Soul Blends, handcrafted in Oregon from botanicals to bottle, multiple healing balms, salves, and moisturizing products to bring life to your skin. Check out Soul Blends and use the code EYSH to receive 10% off your order. And on one side of the river, these huge rock towers, hundreds of feet tall, uh, kind of orange and gold and, and kind of yellowish and reddish in color, just kind of sticking out of this otherwise really flat landscape. And it's, it's really stunning. Welcome to Experiences You Should Have, your how-to guide for amazing experiences. I'm your host, Gail Manasco, and today we are delving into an experience in my own backyard. Many times people will come to Bend, Oregon, and I will tell them, you have to go see Smith Rock. Now, Smith Rock is a world-renowned rock climbing destination, but it is also a fantastic place for a hike, a picnic at the sunset, or just a place to go and see expansive views as it overtakes your soul. This place is seriously stunning. However, it really is known for its rock climbing. And I'm not a rock climber. I'm one of the the people that go and I hike and I look at the rock climbers and I get nearby ice cream or a beer. However, after talking to Cliff Agos, I am inspired to try rock climbing at Smith Rock and I hope you are inspired as well. Now, at the age of 11, Cliff Agos began winter camping in the White Mountains of New Hampshire, which laid the foundation for every adventure in the mountains since. His education in technical climbing began 11 years later in California, where he became a student of Yosemite. He began guiding in 2008 and moved to the Pacific Northwest soon after. He has since guided in Oregon, Washington, California, Wyoming, Montana, Argentina, Mexico, and Ecuador. His personal climbing pursuits have taken him to Patagonia, Nepal, East Africa, and all across the United States. So he is a co-owner of Timberline Mountain Guides, Smith Rock Climbing School, and Oregon Ski Guides. And you can hire Cliff to take you rock climbing at Smith Rock. How convenient. And Cliff is a wealth of knowledge. He he just has a way of bringing excitement about rock climbing as well as his incredible expertise in the sport. Um, so I'm personally ready to hire Cliff to, to take me there. Uh, this is who I want to go with, and I wanted to only bring the best to you listeners. So let's welcome Cliff to Experiences You Should Have, and let's go on a rock climbing adventure at Smith Rock in Central Oregon for a journey you won't forget. 
Welcome, Cliff, to the show. It's so exciting to have you here today. Yeah, thank you. Thank you very much. I'm glad to be here. Absolutely. It's so amazing. Smith Rock is is in my backyard, and I don't go to it as near enough as I should. Um, but can you describe what Smith Rock looks like and and where it is for our listeners? Yeah, Smith Rock is uh, it's a really uh, kind of stunning place. Um, it's out in the middle of Oregon, uh, out in rural farm and ranch land. And uh, it's a few hours from the airport in Portland, although it's just a few minutes from the much smaller Redmond Airport. Um, but when you drive there, you know, you start to see it as you're coming across the the highway through kind of the, the plains, you start to see out in the distance this kind of these spiky towers sticking up out of the out of the desert. Mm-hmm. And as you get closer and pull into into town and into the park itself, you realize that it's actually this this deep canyon with a river running through it. And on one side of the river are these huge rock towers, hundreds of feet tall. Uh, kind of orange and gold and and kind of yellowish and reddish in color, just kind of sticking out of this otherwise really flat landscape. And it's it's really stunning. Mm-hmm. I remember the first time that I went to Smith Rock, I was mesmerized just seeing this river through this canyon. And then as I would change my perception there I would see these snow-covered peaks uh, just these mountains just sneak up on you in between in between the rock and then seeing the rock climbers and the mountains and the river and the color it it just blew me away yeah it's a place where it's really easy to take a stunning photo Um, like you said just all of that uh, beauty surrounding you. And then in the background, these snowpack, snow-capped peaks really kind of top it off. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I'd, I'd love to hear about one of your favorite experiences of rock climbing at Smith Rock. I think one of the best experiences rock climbing at Smith is climbing the monkey face. Um, it's this huge tower of rock that's basically a freestanding pinnacle with a, a big knob kind of on the top. So getting to the summit requires no matter how you go, climbing some really steep overhanging terrain. It's, it's quite difficult. So there's no way to hike to the top. So getting up there and standing on the summit is a really special experience. It usually requires even the fastest teams a, a few hours of climbing typically. And uh, it's a lot of hard work, but when you get up there, um, you know, it's just really a special and unique place to be. And then it's kind of all topped off by this giant free hanging rappel back down to the ground. So it's it's a pretty unique kind of adventurous day that's, uh, you know, it's it's doable for people, but it, it takes some experience and, and some cha- and some background to get through that challenge. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Now. Did you climb Smith Rock on your first, or did you climb Monkey Face on your first time to Smith Rock? I did, actually. For me, it was a, a pretty 
cool experience. A friend of mine and I had, uh, this was my early days of rock climbing, you know, when I first got into it, I think it was my second year. And a friend and I had decided to quit our jobs at the same time and take a big road trip. And Smith Rock was one of the, the spots on a rock climbing road trip because it's so important historically in the history of climbing in the U.S. And uh, we came here with about nine days of climbing planned. And one of the things we wanted to do is advance our skill set by learning a bit about aid climbing. And aid climbing is different from what most people think of as rock climbing uh, because it involves actually clipping attachments to the rock and then and then pulling up on them. And uh, usually it involves taking a nylon ladder and clipping it to uh, an anchor that's attached to the rock and actually standing in that ladder to make upward progress. So it's used for things where the terrain is so steep or so blank that just holding on to rock features with your hands and feet wouldn't wouldn't really work for most people. Um, so we wanted to learn that skill set. And a monkey is one of the best places anywhere that I can think of to learn and practice that skill set for the first time. And so it's kind of known for that. And uh, my friend and I were excited to come out and challenge ourselves and see if we could get to the top of this thing. And it was uh, quite a formative experience for me and my climbing. It's really special that now as a guide, I get to share that experience with other people. Beautiful. Absolutely beautiful. Now, what really put Smith Rock on the map? Uh, <clears throat> back in the 80s, there wasn't much going on at Smith Rock. There were just a few folks that were coming out here and climbing the crack systems. And back then the way to rock climb was to start at the bottom and head up a crack or other broken feature on a rock face and put in rock protection as you go up. Um, little pieces of metal on wire that you can fit into the crack so that when you clip the rope through, if you were to fall, they would they would stay jammed in the rock and keep you from, from falling too far. Mm -hmm. But some of the climbers at Smith Rock, after they had climbed most of the crack systems, looked around at all the other big faces of rock that were just absolutely clean, no, no cracks or, or breaks on them for hundreds of feet, you know, both wide and tall. And they realized as they got closer to that those that rock, you know, that it was absolutely covered in little features, knobs and edges and little pockets that they could put their feet and their hands in. Mm -hmm. And they realized that if they were to outfit some of those what appeared to be smooth rock faces that were actually covered in these little features, if they could outfit those with bolts to clip to, to clip their carabiners to and clip the ropes to, that they could ascend these huge faces of rock that would be unattainable if they just started climbing from the ground and, and trying to put in protection. There wasn't any, any cracks for that sort of thing. And it takes a little more effort to, to put in a bolt. Mm -hmm. And so they started hiking to the top of the cliff and actually rappelling down the face and putting in bolts and then coming back again from the bottom and, and climbing up the roots. And that was a pretty revolutionary thing to do in the United, in climbing in the United States at that time. Uh, nowhere else was anyone doing that. And it really 
changed the way climbers looked at rock climbs. All of a sudden, they didn't just have to look at crack systems. They could look at any big face of rock and imagine putting bolts on it and imagine what the climbing would be like. Wow. Wow. Now, when you first came to Smith Rock, you were you were on a road trip, you were visiting, but you now live in Bend, Oregon. So is is the rock climbing that good that it it brought you to move here? Yes. Uh, when I first came, it was probably 2005. And as soon as I left, I knew it was a place that I wanted to come back to again and again. There's a combination of the quality of the rock climbing and uh, the sheer amount of it. Uh, Smith Rock is actually a relatively small area. It's only about a square mile, but it has a huge amount of vertical surface area um, that's climbable. And there are literally thousands of rock climbing routes that are established here, meaning that there's bolts to protect climbers, lead climbers going up and uh, anchors bolted at the top typically so that you can get down from these climbs. And there's actually an organization that uh, called the High Desert Climbers Alliance that goes around and replaces uh, bolts as they get worn out so that um, you know they may maintain these routes as as safe for future climbers so um all of that kind of combines to make smith a really compelling area for rock climbers and for myself uh i wanted to live in a place close to somewhere where i would have a lifetime supply of climbing that i could pursue so that i didn't only have to enjoy climbing when i had the opportunity to take a trip somewhere or if i had enough time over a weekend to drive a long distance i wanted to have somewhere where i could climb on a daily basis and uh you know really sink my teeth into but not something that was so small that i go through everything quickly and and have to repeat stuff all the time or, or mm -hmm. get bored and so you've been here how many years have you lived here now uh, I've been living in Bend, Oregon for, I think, around uh, 11 or 12 years now. So do you find yourself getting bored at all with Smith Rock, or is it still challenging you today? Oh, it's still it's still challenging. There are climbs uh, at a difficulty, which I'll probably never even achieve. But uh, there's countless climbs that are at my ability or at ability at ability level higher that, you know, I still seek to to get to. Um, and even stuff that's, you know, not necessarily that hard for me, but just that, you know, has the potential to be really fun and places I want to explore and check out. There's areas where there aren't rock climbs established where, you know, folks like me can go out and establish their own, you know, rock climbs and things like that. So it's mm -hmm. kind of never ending fun up there. And that's not even to mention all the other fun things to do in Central Oregon, of course. Right, right. Yes, this is like the adventure land. It's, it's pretty, pretty cool for you listeners out there. Come out to Bend, Oregon. Uh, well, let's get into some logistics here. When is the best time of year to rock climb at Smith Rock? Well, for the most part, it's hard to go wrong. I mean, one of the things that definitely attracts me to the area is that you can climb here year round. Mm -hmm. uh, the difference, of course, is that in the winter, the, the, 
the times that it's uh, climbable are short. You know, it's just when the sun's shining. It's usually for just a few hours in the middle of the day. And of course, in the heat of summer, um, you know, we kind of shoot for the cooler hours of the day, early, early morning and, uh, you know, staying in the shade and things like that. But I'd say hands down, the best time to climb at Smith Rock is in the fall. That's the time when the locals and folks who, you know, climb really hard and difficult rock climbs, um, you know, probably save to do their, their hardest climbs of the year. You know, for one thing, they've had the whole year to kind of build up and train and get ready. But in the fall, the heat of summer kind of dies down. The air is still really dry, um, but it's cooled off quite a bit. And that leads to really good friction. It means that your hands aren't going to be as sweaty. And so you'll be able to hold on to smaller holds better and things like that. And so um, <clears throat> I'd say September and October are really the, the best time to be rock climbing at Smith at Smith Rock. Great. Absolutely great. I just love fall here, um, especially if we're not having a, a crazy fire season. And I, then I really like fall here. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, usually even at least in October, you know, we'll start to get some of those mountain snow or mountain uh, rainstorms that at least will kind of tamp down if we do have some fires going. And uh, the summer crowds kind of head out usually as kids get back to school and things like that. So right. it's usually a little bit quieter outside in the park as well, which is kind of nice. Yeah. Now, what about uh, beginner climbers, people who've never climbed before? Could they have a fun day at Smith Rock? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. There's tons of climbing there at every difficulty. So there are absolutely beginner rock climbs, areas that are even accessible for young kids, um, where folks can kind of get out there and experience what it's like to climb without having to be super athletes. So, you know, getting out there with somebody knowledgeable who knows how to use the rope systems is really important, but, um, beginners can definitely get out there and have a lot of fun if they have that kind of guidance. Mm -hmm. So for someone who needs to find someone knowledgeable, um, how would they go about, uh, finding a guide? Well, there's a variety of options out there. Um, there are a number of guide services, including uh, mine, Smith Rock Climbing School, that um, operate in the park and uh, some with different specialties. So, you know, I think, you know, folks are pretty well versed in get going out there and searching Google and reading reviews and such. Um, but I would recommend that folks look for um, guides who are qualified through certification. So guide services, um, go through an accreditation process with the American Mountain Guide Association. And I would consider looking for that or trying to seek out a guide who's certified through the American Mountain Guide Association to ensure that, you know, you're getting someone qualified. But um, yeah, there are a lot of options out there um, to, to dig into. Yeah. So what type of skills do you need to start rock climbing? Well, there's kind of two sides to a rock climbing skill set. One is movement and, you know, uh, learning kind of the basics of how, you know, the human body in general and your body in particular kind of, you know, works with the rock. Um, so there are some fundamental movement skills that folks will want to learn to move efficiently and to be able to have the most fun out there. 
Um, and in the outdoors, there's also the importance of the, the technical systems and, and some of this applies even to, to gym climbing as well. Um, folks have to know how to use a harness and a belay system to, um, you know, share a climbing partnership and belay each other while, while the other partner gets to, to go climbing safely without having to worry about falling. Mm -hmm. And so those are kind of the fundamentals when we go outside, then you know, we have to know a little bit about how to construct anchors and how to check and make sure that our anchors are constructed correctly so that, you know, when we go and do the, the climbing and belaying that we know it's going to work properly. Um, so those are kind of the fundamental skills. And then a lot of climbers will keep taking steps beyond that and start to think about trying multi-pitch climbing or trying traditional climbing where they're actually going to go up uh, those crack systems and place gear as they climb and, and that sort of thing. So there are kind of a lot of places that folks can take it, but those fundamental skills of how to build anchors and how to belay with ropes is really a requirement for climbing outside. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And they can learn that through like a rock climbing school, correct? Correct. There's options to learn that kind of stuff both in gyms and outside in a particular rock climbing area. And, um, you know, gyms are really well geared towards teaching fundamental skills. Um, going outside and hiring a guide is really good to get a really um, qualified and well-rounded understanding of how um, basic rock climbing systems apply to the real world and, and how you can adjust them. Um, for the real world. Cool. Very cool. Now, what about age requirements? How low can you go? <laughs> yeah, you know, I think that uh, kids usually eight and up probably have the best time rock climbing, although we've definitely taken some special young people down to about five or six years old who have had a blast out there. Yeah, You know, I think parents know their kids best as far as how that, you know, how rock climbing might uh, suit them. Right. But um, kids, you know, uh, love climbing for the most part. You know, I think any parent knows that if you turn your back long enough, there's a good chance um, your kid may climb up on something um, yeah. <laughs> uh, while you're kind of distracted <laughs> and maybe give you a little bit of a fright. So, you know, it's a pretty natural fit for kids. And I think getting them into a harness and attached to a rope with the right kind of preparation um, can really be fun for them. And so we do a lot of that kind of stuff. Um, and of course, on the other end of the scale, um, you know, we've taken many, many folks well into their 60s and 70s rock climbing. And, um, you know, if they're moving well, they're having a great time with it. Fantastic. Now, what about people with physical limitations or limited mobility? Maybe if they've got really good arm strength or, yeah, is, is there some programs out there that could help someone with adaptive rock climbing? Yeah, yeah. Um, there's a really great organization that we've partnered with over the years called the Oregon Adaptive Sports. Um, for years, they've been working with disabled athletes of all types on uh, Mount Bachelor and, and doing adaptive skiing. Mm -hmm. And in the past five years or so, they've um, opened up some rock climbing programs as well and been able to do a bunch of community 
rock climbing programs, both in the local climbing gym as well as outside, partnered with us, helping them uh, put up anchors and such. Um, and so there are a lot of different ways, depending on folks' limitations, uh, that that they can do some adaptive climbing. And there are a lot of different specialized tools for that. Um, it has actually become, you know, quite a quite a popular thing um, in recent years. And um, it's been something that there's a definitely been an industry developing around getting those tools out there to to folks that they can um, enjoy, you know, vertical rock climbing even if they have you know some mobility uh, limitations. So. Um, you know, folks can uh, can definitely reach out to that organization as well as, um, you know, there are a lot of opportunities um, for folks to go out even without, you know, any sort of special assistance and just, you know, pick climbs that are suitable to, to, to their body. You know, we have everything at Smith from overhung climbs with really positive handholds to low angle climbs where your hands are really just for balance and you're doing most of the work on with your legs and with your footwork. So um, there's quite a range for people. And um, I think one of the really cool things about rock climbing in general is that it's, it's something that, you know, everybody can do on some level and uh, really experience that challenge and, and have fun pushing through. Mm-hmm. Now, I do know the getting down into Smith Rock is, I mean, it's, it's, a, it's a little bit of a hill, like coming from like the main parking lot. Um, so what if you're coming in on a wheelchair? Is there an accessible path to get there? There is a wheelchair accessible um, climbing area at Smith with, um, you know, kind of a, a wheelchair accessible road it is a gravel road so you know if you have kind of um an option of a chair with kind of wider burlier tires or Mm -hmm. um, tires with grip that's really helpful we've had um some disabled athletes come down there on hand bikes um Mm -hmm. like kind of mountain bike style hand bikes that's worked really well um but with a little bit of support you know even a, a regular wheelchair can actually get down to one of our areas called the the rope de dope block yeah. And um, actually a few years ago at our, our volunteer um, kind of spring um, park cleanup um, park improvement event, which is called the spring thing, uh, OAS co- gathered up a big team and a bunch of us actually um, did a bunch of work down at the rope de block, moving fencing around, um, pulling some big boulders out of the ground and moving them out of the way to make that area um much more easily accessible for um for wheelchairs folks on wheels folks with crutches and things like that and so mm-hmm. um yeah it's it's uh you know it, some areas are are really hard to get to in the park but there are some options that are are pretty accessible so it's it's really cool sweet that is absolutely wonderful to hear. Thank you. And so if people are coming out to Ben for a vacation, maybe they want to go rock climbing for a day, maybe a family activity or a group of friends or rock climb for a few days, they hire a guide. Uh, how much does that cost? Well, it can definitely vary, but I'd say, um, you know, it, it depends on the size of the group, primarily for my company, at least. Mm-hmm. And the day could run probably anywhere from about $380 to about $515 um, for a larger group of folks. 
All right. Well, that's, and that's including gear, correct? Absolutely. Yeah. We can include in that uh, shoes, harness, helmets, and, and of course, all the ropes and stuff. So folks can feel free to just kind of show up with, you know, food and water and layers for the day. And we're going to kind of take everything from there. Yeah. So when, when going to Smith Rock, you, you mentioned the food, water layers, uh, but what else should you bring with you? Well, those are really uh, some of the key things. Um, you know, folks do want to keep in mind that they're going into a desert environment and that there are areas of Smith Rock, even though it's only a square mile, where you have to walk around this really large formation. And so you can get um, fairly far away from, you know, facilities and, um, you know, you need to be somewhat self-sufficient back there. So um, things like sunscreen and sunglasses are really, really important. Plenty of water, you know, more than you think, especially in the desert environment is key. And you may not realize how much you're sweating because of that, that dry air. Um, and a bunch of different layers, you know, for all the conditions, because from sun to shade or from morning to afternoon, the temperature can swing quite a bit. And so you want to be prepared for all that stuff. And, and also for any weather that's in the forecast, you know, we can have storms, um, you know, thunderstorms, hail showers out there occasionally, especially in the spring and early summer. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now, let's say you've had a long day, beautiful day of rock climbing at Smith Rock, and you are starving, you know, mm-hmm. you don't want your own food. Where are you going for food and drink? That's an easy answer. That's the Terrebonne Depot. Uh-huh. And that's an awesome restaurant. It's actually the old train station in the town of Terrebonne. And uh, it's really close to the park. It's probably the the first thing you'll pass on the way into town as far as anything commercial goes. And uh, as you're as you're leaving the park, you just take a couple of turns. And as you cruise into town, it's up there on the left side as you cross the train tracks. That's been a long time establishment. It's changed hands a few times, but one thing that's definitely not changed about it is that the food is really, really good and the drinks are really, really good. <laughs> of course, it's, uh, you know, they serve Oregon beer, so that's an easy one. Right. Um, but yeah, they have great food and uh, it's definitely something that is worth standing in line for a little bit to to get out on the deck for a, a classic kind of Central Oregon summer evening where you hang out there and get a good meal and have a few drinks after, uh, after a nice day at the park. Yeah. Perfect. Absolutely. Perfect. I love going out there around sunset. It's just one of my favorite views in central Oregon. It is really beautiful. Yeah. From the Terrebonne Depot, you're looking at kind of the West side of Smith rock and really beautiful view of the monkey face. And then off to, off to your West, is all of the Oregon Cascades. And at sunset, you know, the sky in summer tends to turn this really beautiful shade of orange. And, you know, the the snow-covered peaks in front of it just take on this bluish hue and it makes for these really surreal evening sunsets that seem to just go on forever. Perfect. I am I'm ready for one of those evenings where... <laughs> They're coming soon. I know. I can't wait. I absolutely cannot wait. Well, is there anything else you'd like to add uh, about rock climbing at Smith Rock? Well, one more thing now is that uh, 
one piece of gear that everybody's bringing to the park now is a face mask. Mm-hmm. And uh, hopefully that won't be um, on the gear list for too, too much longer. But um, because Smith Rock is so popular and so many folks are sharing the same trails there, um, it is required to wear a mask in the popular areas. And for the most part, once we get off into the climbing zones, we can keep far enough apart from other groups and and even from our own groups, if they're not folks we live with, to uh, take the masks off and and just breathe and enjoy the yeah enjoy rock climbing. Which sometimes gets us breathing kind of heavy. <laughs> right. Yes, we are still in COVID. Um, and actually, question on on COVID: um, Is there camping in the park? If if people want to stay the night there. I think right now the camping is still um, closed because they've been doing some kind of construction, reconstruction on their camping area. Mm-hmm. But there is camping nearby. Um, there's a popular spot called the Skull Hollow Campground, which is on BLM land. Mm-hmm. And um, there's some good kind of pay sites there and a pit toilet and they've got fire pits and, and tables and such. And uh, nearby to there, there is also dispersed camping available on the BLM land if you want to kind of go more the the free camping route. So mm-hmm. there are some some good options out there. And, uh, you know, you are you're kind of out in the country out there. So it, it, it feels pretty wild. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, and any recommended uh, rock climbing shops in Terrebonne? Oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. The the rock climbing shop in Terrebonne is called the Red Point. Uh-huh. And uh, it's also kind of a, a central Oregon institution. It's been there for many, many years. Um, selling guidebooks, selling stick, uh, renting and selling stick clips for folks that uh, want to get that first bolt clip before they leave the ground. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, lately they've been selling coffee and uh, beer and cider and kombucha. And, okay. Um, that's kind of a really classic spot to go after a climbing day as well. There's some outdoor seating. Um, there's some indoor seating that hopefully will be coming back. And, uh, you know, it's kind of a gathering spot for for climbers at the end of the day there too. Um, so, yeah, there's, there's some good options there. Perfect. Absolutely perfect. Well, truly, thank you, Cliff, for your time coming on the show, sharing your knowledge. And hopefully our listeners will book a trip to Bend, Oregon and hire you uh, to take them rock climbing at Smith Rock. Okay, awesome. Well, if they come here, I'm sure no matter what they do, they can't go at home. Yeah. All right. I will make sure to include your information, your websites on the show notes on experiencesyoushouldhave.com. So definitely check out the show notes. Well, thank you, Cliff, and uh, look forward to seeing you around town and hopefully at Smith Rock. Yeah, thanks so much for having me, Gail. I really appreciate it. Absolutely. Thank you. All right. Thank you so much for listening to Experiences You Should Have. Definitely go check out the show notes on this episode on experiences that you should have.com and click episodes. And please check out Cliff's site at smithrockclimbing.com. Um, you can also check out timberlinemtguides.com as well as oregonskiguides.com. 
It's the same company, but offers different services and that sort of thing. So check them out and start planning your trip to Bend, Oregon, so you can go rock climbing at the infamous Smith Rock. Uh, please follow us on Instagram, Experiences Podcast. And if you love this show and you're listening on iPhone, please leave a five-star review on your iPhone on that purple icon, that purple podcast icon. Search for the podcast, leave that five stars. Tell us how much you love the show. So much effort goes into this amazing indie adventure podcast. Uh, so please share share the love. And until our next adventure.